Hello everyone and welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on August 25th of 2022. I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to talk about some of the anime we've been watching. Some of which is on Toonami and which apparently people actually listen to us talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised too. But uh, yeah, so we've got our usual lineup of Toonami stuff. We'll be talking about the last of the uh, Heaven's Feel Fate Stay Night movies at the end, and then we'll be talk. And then we'll be at since we kind of put a watching a non tsunami stuff mostly on hiatus while we were watching those movies. We'll be um finishing. We'll be getting into some of those, but we'll talk about that later. Because first we have to eat our peas and vegetables and talk about Primal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Honestly, it wasn't that bad episode. Episode 16. Um, so they end. Uh, so Spear, Fang, and Mira get uh, attacked. We find out. Um, let's see. They're, okay, well, first, I think. Yeah, they get attacked by those guys who are out for revenge. We find out that apparently from the time um, Fang spent with that other T-Rex, she got pregnant, which... Uh, well, she got over um it's uh the other guy's death um pretty fast then. Mm -hmm. Uh anyway, so there so there's that, but then they get attacked again and um then uh and but they manage to fend them off and uh yeah, that's be and um yeah, and then Fang's going to have uh the eggs and uh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. Know too much to really say about this episode. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like last episode where despite the, you know, that's the thing. Last episode was so weird. It just provoked so much talking. Yeah. Whereas this one was just more typical. Yeah. I, I do wonder what exactly. I'm not sure what the plot of the show is now that I, right now that I think about it, if the, cause they came over here to rescue Mira they rescued Mira. They yeah. uh, they did have some more guys who were coming after mm -hmm. them, but they dealt with those guys now. So I, I I don't know exactly where the series is going to go. I I hope it it has some it continues to have some kind of plot because as it's been having because that's made season two more interesting to me than the first season, which was basically so episodic and nothing really mattered. So. I guess we'll see. Mm -hmm. All right. We got Yashihime episode 28. So they're going to the mountain, which has a barrier and okay. Dumb question. Why were they coming to the mountain again? I thought they wanted to find that root of something. They wanted to find that root or they wanted to find out the person who find the person who knew where that root was you know okay yeah uh, i forget what it was called exactly well uh okay so they go here uh so toe and setsuna get caught in this weird sort of illusions in the barrier that they say is like what do they say like the barrier, the time-space continuum of the present <laughs> and the past and the real and the regular world and the afterlife. And, uh, and uh, maybe there is also alternate continuities there. But it was a bunch of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Moraha doesn't get... Uh, 
Morha manages to get the others out. Uh, she also briefly, apparently, gets transported to wherever Kagome and Inuyasha are, and they all see each other. So there's a little mm -hmm. thing there. Um, they meet Rion, whose name is too much like Reen's. <laughs> uh, and she's apparently the daughter of uh, Kirin Maru. And I guess they're just going to... I don't know if they're going to be hanging out for long or what, but I guess she's here now. And, um, yeah, that, that was basically the episode. Oh, and at the end, we have this weird cut to the present day where, uh, I'm not sure what we were supposed to take from that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about this one. Um, it wasn't a bad episode at all. I, I kind of liked it, um, mainly because Inuyasha Kagome showed up. <laughs> but um yeah it, it does feel a lot like that plot from the original series of Mount Hakurei which was this mountain with a barrier around it that they had to go into for some reason and um it, it feels the same yet it does feel a bit different um so yeah I I guess, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. The plot, they were trying to get into the mountain because wasn't Naraku hiding there or something? Yeah, yeah. Except they couldn't get through because it had, like, this super sacred, like, energy thing that prevented, like, other demons or even from getting into it. I can't remember how he got into it, but that's why it was hiding there because his enemies couldn't get there. And mm -hmm. I can't remember the rest of it. I, weirdly, the one thing I remember is a bit where um, Miroku is like, says, it's powerful. Even a holy man like me can uh, feel it. And, I, and then everyone's just like, yeah, holy. Uh, I just remember that one bit. Uh, most mm -hmm. of the rest of it is a blur. It's been so long since I saw that series. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this was decent. I, I'm not sure... I'm curious about whether Rion's going to be more important or whether she was just here. It seemed like they were setting her up um, to be more important. Yeah. So that so I guess they got here and they uh, completed the fetch quest. <laughs> okay. So, right. Do I have anything else to say? No. All right. Then we got loop on the third. Part 6, Episode 17. You know, I've noticed something weird about this, and for the last... This and the last few episodes of Lupin, it's where I'm thinking... I was thinking, okay, what happened in this Lupin episode? And I drew a complete and utter blank. Then I just looked at a synopsis and like, oh, now I remember everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a complete blank, and if someone just says, this is what the episode was about, suddenly it all comes back to me. Uh, but yeah, so there's... um. This uh, person who makes a security form, firm that's supposed to have technology that can beat Lupin. Uh, and, you know, she challenges him to go and uh, steal something from her. He manages, uh, he, of course, goes into it. He uh, beats, like, this, uh, this special face technology stuff by basically getting a whole ton of other people to dress this up as him and his, uh, and his allies. Uh, <laughs> That was a great moment. 
Yeah, yeah, he, he used the power of cosplay. Uh, don't forget the fact that she was madly in love with him. Yeah, yeah, I was I was going to mention that. Um, They managed to do that. The whole thing was, you know, just this uh, excuse thing for her, I, I think, to meet him, if I remember correctly, which is, that, that's like been several uh, things like that. There's... There's this one, I haven't read it, but there's this manga called uh, Kill Me, and it's apparently a comedy series about how this guy has this crush on this assassin, so in order to meet her, he, uh, he uh, like, hires her, um, and he puts a hit out on himself uh, to contract her. I don't know anything else about, the, uh, like, where it goes. I just know that's the premise, or at least the opening premise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that was Lupin. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I, I think the episodes of the second half have on the whole been more interesting than the first half. Yeah, I agree. I like, I really like this episode. Uh, I just thought it was so funny with all the people dressed up as Lupin and his subordinates. And, and that was the way that Lupin managed to get by that. that I mean, how would you get? That many people to do that. <laughs> I I think he, if I remember correctly, they put out some commercial thing online saying, "Hey, if you dress up as Lupin's gang and try to steal this thing, you can like win or something like that." Yeah, you get to keep it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it happened like overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, I, and I love how the other characters were like, they're like, I'll pass on this. And then they all show up anyway. <laughs> okay, so did you have anything else to say about Lupin? Or? Uh, no, other than I really like the episode. That's pretty much it. Okay. So, uh, I guess we'll move on to One Piece episodes. 575 to 576 so we get um so basically they are up against the neo navy or neo marines it's 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 so confusing because the manga translates them as marines and then the the, uh, anime says navy Mm -hmm. or um but uh anyway We've gotten, so they also come across someone who ate some, I can't remember what the name of her fruit was, but it allows her to change um, size. The main characters initially, for some reason, try to, you know, step on her or swat her, which I'm thinking, uh, yeah, uh, I'm given her size, that could just totally kill her. Are you guys comfortable just killing someone? Uh, and, um... But yeah, then it's like, oh no, it's just wacky misunderstanding, and they, you know, uh, get along. And uh, let's see, she wanted to. Let me see. Was she? She wanted to rescue her father, I think, because the Neo Navy had them. Was that how it was? Um, yeah, or, I think so. Yeah, so we we've gotten that, and the characters are going to go and try to do it and you know there's some fight stuff and uh, yeah that's the episodes mm-hmm. yeah um 
<laughs> it's funny how you describe those episodes as if there was just one of them mm. and there were two. Uh, that's how it feels. It feels like there was only one episode. You you want to know the craziest thing? Uh, I mentioned you mentioned that I, I didn't. I didn't mention this to you before, but uh, these episodes, this is filler. Mm. So it, this and I think the next two episodes, it's filler. It's like it's like to set up uh, like some One Piece movie, I think. Um, oh, really? And uh, yeah, uh, and the weird thing, uh, but the weird thing is that like, so it's an original story. You don't have to pad stuff out and it still feels like we watched one episode in one hour. <laughs> I'll be fair. It was. It felt a little less padded, so there was some uh, and stuff. But still, I I feel. I guess like the writers didn't want like it's ingrained in them like what they what what they have to do to pad stuff out. I guess. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's those. So, uh, I guess we'll continue into this. I just hope that even if this is uh. Um, like just kind of a setup to the uh, One Piece uh, movie uh, film Z, apparently. That's yeah, that's apparently its name. One Piece film Z. I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that we'll at least get a decent conclusion here, and it won't just be a to be continued. Go watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, after this, I think we get back to the plot. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I was noting, yeah, them trying to immediately, you know, stomp on the person that seemed out of character. Oh yeah, it's filler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we conclude our tsunami stuff and then we'll move on to a uh, birdie wing golf girl story episode eight. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I guess we we get like a flashback of how that woman ended up getting a prosthetic arm. And then we see her hit the ball and it almost goes in. And then Eve has her shot. And then we never see her shot for a while. And we see her coming to help out all those people she lived with and then we see a flashback and see that she somehow bounced the ball off the other person's ball ball into the hole which while humanly possible is so improbable that i mean it that would that would probably happen maybe like once every few years in all professional golf tournaments i i that is so improbable and for her to make it out like that was her strategy was to do that there's no way even the best player in the world could could do that shot give them a hundred shots and they're still not going to make that shot but now uh, she made it so she won and now she's flying off to Japan because, of course, uh, Ali and her, I don't know if they're supposed to get together or what, but 
man, they seem to have an obsession with each other. So uh, <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- there's more of what you like to say, the impossibly good golf. I mean, mm. is the explanation just, oh, no, their people are this good. It's just they don't play in the actual golf games. They play in these, like, mafia things with the transforming mm. golf things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of exaggerated there. Um, yeah, we also found out that because let's see, because because Rose lost, she got um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so the other the mafia guys that she was working for decided, well, we're going to put um kill her and also Eve, which is why the person told Eve, hey, you should probably get out of here, um, mm-hmm. which she does. And uh, I don't know if Rose died or um not because like you see like the gun that you point in the fire but then you don't see it so you know i don't know if this was a case of oh well we're just not going to show it but it happened or if it's a case of well we're not showing it because she actually survived and that's going to be a twist later because there's five because somehow there's five episodes left of this show um Mm -hmm. when this really felt like the penultimate episode Mm -hmm. yeah this how many episodes are left uh, I think there's five, but there's going to be another season coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, it, I just thought, yeah, this really feels like the second to last episode, but I guess there's more to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I, wa- I wonder what more new insanity will happen on this show. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I like when I watched the first three episodes before we kind of a while ago, I didn't really think that much of it and lost interest. But the series afterwards, it's just gone. It's gone so insane that I've just started enjoying it on that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, let us have transforming underground golf courses in which mafia disputes are settled. Like, why not? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's all of our shows. I guess we can give our top three for the five things we watched. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's see. You want to go first while I get this ready? Sure. Uh, I think I'll say for third place, I'll put... Uh, Lupin for second I'll put Yashihime and for th- first I'll uh, give it to Birdie Wing I, I, there's some stuff I really liked in Yashihime but at the same time this felt kind of transitional and will depend on where it goes I guess with this stuff so uh, that that's where why I'm putting it there um, because for all because the show could very well build this up and say alright monster of the week for the next five episodes <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so my third place show is Birdie Wing. My second place show is Yashihime. And for first place, for only the second time, Lupin the Third. And um, in fact, that's only the second time I've put Lupin in the top three. Um, back in late June, I also put it as number one for one of those weeks. Um, yeah, so. And uh, Lupin climbing the charts. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, the Blue Palm was my favorite show of the week, I guess. Okay. All right, let's move on to it. Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel 3. Uh, what was the... um? What was the name? Uh, Spring, Spring Song. Yeah. Okay, that's where we were. Uh, that was it. Uh, so that's the conclusion of it. Um, as usual with the movies, I'm not going to like go through the whole uh, plot and explain it. But uh, yeah, so we watched um, this. Uh, this brings us to the end of the uh, mainline Fate series, um, I think. <laughs> what you would call like the core ones. Um. So, yeah, I guess I'll ask, uh, uh, do you want to talk about, what did you think of it? I think it dragged out way too long. Um, it just, uh, it was just too long of a movie because I felt like it was over about three quarters of the way through, but yet it just kept on dragging on and on and on. So, yeah, I didn't really like this one that much. Uh, I thought probably of the three movies, the second movie was the best one. And this one probably, I don't know if it's the weakest of the three, but I just didn't like it as much. Yeah, it, it the final bit where... Um, uh, Kire and Shiro fight. Yeah, that did kind of feel like a case of, well, things seem wrapped up. Why are we still doing this? And I guess it's because they didn't want to have um, Kire just die. Uh, not off screen because we saw it, although, uh, but, but you know, for him to just get killed off like that, because before it was it was unclear whether he had died or not, and then until he showed up again here. You know, mm-hmm. th- that brought up something I was one I was wondering about because the n- the game Fate Stay Night is except I think the opening thing you see from Reen's point of view, but after that everything else is from Shiro's point of view. And I'm watching these movies and I'm thinking, man, there's all this really important stuff that's happening while Shiro's not there. So mm-hmm. how I was I'm just curious how this was handled in the game. Like we have the big important emotional thing with um sakura and reen and shiro only shows up at the end of it so did that just happen off screen what 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 was um kirei's big fight uh before the end the thing where he was up against a assassin or true assassin as i think they call it was that just stuff that happened off screen because it seemed like there was some important information given there like when he was uh when was the fact that he had a daughter, was that mentioned in the... Or do you remember if that was mentioned in the original Fate uh, Stay Night anime, or was that this was the first time it was mentioned? Um, That's so far long ago, I can't remember. All right. Yeah, I don't blame you if you don't remember. I was just... I was just wondering where um that one came... Um, whether that was in like how that information was given to us in the game because he says it like in an internal monologue when Shiro's not around so did he mention that to Shiro in the game I I'm just kind of curious about all of um this but mm-hmm. yeah oh her is um 
his uh what was his um his daughter apparently shows up in um Fate Hollow Atraxia, which is a sort of sequel to the original visual novel. So mm. which but there's no anime form for it. Uh so um and who knows if they ever will cuz people dispute whether it's actually like a sequel or whether it's just a fan like sequel. That one. Um anyway, so we've gotten that. Did I have anything else? Some other comments. Um, yeah, okay. I guess we could talk about Sakura, who, despite this being her route, is kind of absent for about half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of focus on Elia, though. Yeah, that that's what was really surprising to me. I was expecting this... Uh, to be a lot about Sakura, and instead Ilya uh, kind of stole the show, you know? Yeah, it was... I was surprised about um, that, and uh, I... Because... So I knew going in that because some I, I, someone was tell, told me they they talked to me a, a decent amount about the Heaven's Feel movies. This was a while ago, and they mentioned that again. Originally, these were they ha, were going to make there be two routes: one for Sakura, one for Elia, and it would be a separate game. That ended up fall; those plans fell through. So they just kind of took stuff from both of them, put them into one route for Sakura, and included that in the game, which. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess some of the stuff with Elia was them just sort of grafting stuff from her route onto this. And I, they were speculating, and this might make sense, what if some of the stuff with Sakura here, like where she's basically gone totally like into the darkness and because she's angry at everything, you know, they were suggesting maybe that was supposed to be something for Elia, but they because they combined it, they just took that idea and put it on to Sakura instead. Because it feels mm-hmm. like that would make more sense with Elia. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get that. Um, the ending is confusing because I I had to look up what happened because they say Shiro's body disintegrated. Oh wait, Shiro's here. What what? And it the movie kind of does the implications, but doesn't explain. Oh, they just made an artificial body out of this like sort of uh, like magical mannequin thing, and that's how they got him back or something but it didn't really explain it that well in the movie i didn't think Mm -hmm. yeah it did not explain that because i was totally confused by it until you explained it to me Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it could have been better with that of course though it could have been all long-winded like the case of picard whenever something similar happened in Star Trek Picard, spoiler alert, well, basically, um, it takes like five minutes for them to explain everything that just happened to Picard that made him what he was now. And it's like, you know what, this could have been done a lot better. But, uh, yeah. So that that's why that that just didn't make much sense to me. Yeah, so there's definitely um that uh I um what's the other stuff? 
So yeah, there's some decent stuff here. Uh, I, I found it interesting. Was it Ryder survives? She's alive at the end of this. Is she in all three of the routes? The only servant that actually makes it to the end, not counting the alternate ending for Unlimited Blade Works, where Saber survives. Because I think every in the other two routes, every servant is dead by the end, and she's the only one who makes it out here. Is she the only one who survives in any of these routes? Maybe. I can't be sure though. Okay. Because, yeah, in Unlimited, there were a few sort of... In Unlimited Blade Works, in the game, they had the good end and the true end. The true end, that I think that's what they were called, is what the anime did, but there was a short OVA, like seven minutes, that adapted the good end, which is where Saber manages to survive because Reen, like, makes her into a magical familiar to keep her around so that she can stay around mm -hmm. or something. Um, mm -hmm. This one had a... Uh, this one had the normal end and good end. You can to get the good end. I think in Heaven's Field you have to play through it a second time, or um, at least save it at a particular point, uh, finish the game, then go back to that point and uh, play at that. Because in the normal one, uh, Shiro just dies. <laughs> like he dies, and Sakura just kind of wait. Uh, like and Sakura just grows up, you know, kind of missing him, and then dies, and I guess sees him. <laughs> afterlife or whatever and then the good end is what we saw it's sorry the true end is that's what it called is what we saw here mm. so for both they adapted i guess the true end um so yeah we've gotten um that i think i'm trying to think because the um because i mentioned how because it mentioned about how kire had like a wife and daughter uh you know except the wife died and didn't specify anything about the daughter i'm trying i'm not sure if she was in the original game she was in like i said the, the hollow atraxia so i and then a bunch of other spin-off stuff so i wonder if they just kind of put her into the movie they mentioned her in reference to that kind of like how in the final episode of uh unlimited blade works you saw like, there were, like, some cameos from characters from the larger Fate universe. Like, Waver shows up briefly um, in that final episode. Uh, Waver from Fate Zero. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm reading this bad ending about Heaven's Steel, and it's so funny. <laughs> Shiro stomps down on the bugs and tries to escape to the lake. As he tries to escape from the mud, he realizes that his feet are missing due to stomping the bugs and finally gets eaten by the worms. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot of bad endings to all the routes. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's see. Did I have anything else to mention? Yeah, one thing, and I know I'm talk, I'm mostly complaining about stuff, even though I overall like these movies. I guess I just want to get through those. This has the same, I think I brought it up when we talked about it before. So we've got all this stuff about, like, Sakura's backstory. Because we, we, like, it's not just that, you know, she was basically being, you know, kind of tortured by these worms. We've got the fact that, yeah, apparently her um, brother repeatedly raped her. So... And that, and I'm, you're just thinking, but that's like the backstory. That means in the other routes, she never got any resolution for any of this. And Shinji lives at, to the end of Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, so does he, like, 
does he just stop doing it? I I suppose I read someplace that supposedly like he got some he, he the reason he was such a bad guy was because of the Holy Grail War, and once it was over, he became nicer. But I'm thinking, yeah, that that's a big thing to have in your backstory. Do do they just like what happens with that? It's it's just weird to introduce all that stuff here, which makes you think, man, Sakura really got a bad in those other routes. Mm-hmm. She never got any resolution to all this stuff. Um, so this does kind of have the effect of sort of retroactively making those seem a little worse for not giving any real catharsis for her in those, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, let's see. Yeah, other than that, um, I, I guess I'd say it is interesting. I mentioned this before that the in the first two animes they just like cut out the sexual uh, stuff from the games, whereas in this one they kept it in. I was thinking, oh well, that makes it weird because like Shiro, man, he gets not even aside from that, he gets with Sakura really quick, and. Uh, I was thinking, well, I mean, I guess she he knew him, her, for longer than Rean or Saber, so I guess it makes some sense there. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, on the whole, uh, I feel this did have a number of issues. Compared to Unlimited Blade Works, I still haven't seen the original anime. I think I will probably at some point see it. I want, I want to see the Saber route, even if people say it's not the greatest adaptation. Uh, I, but it does have like, but I ha- I've heard that this is like the improvement over, uh, the game's Heaven's Feel, uh, route. So I'm thinking, oh man, if the issues that I've got here, like soccer not being around enough in her own route and stuff, if those were worse in the game, uh, I, no wonder that wasn't, um, that popular of a route. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I guess the la- last thing I had there is I'm, I'm kind of confused about Kirei's motivation now, because in here he's like all talking about, I want to let the darkness or the Avenger or whatever be born because, uh, <laughs> because. And and then I'm thinking, I don't think that had anything to do in the other ones, so what what's that going on? So what was he trying to do in those other routes where none of this ended up happening? <laughs> It, yeah. it really does feel like just a bunch of stuff is considerably different in this route in a way that just doesn't feel like it. you can just draw it back to some different um, choices. Like, from what I could tell, it seemed like the original route and Unlimited Blade Works, the Fate route, you know, Saber and Unlimited Blade Works, could be better drawn together by, you know, saying, okay, this thing was different, so all this other stuff was different, but... This, at least comparing the movie, makes it seem like there had to have been a bunch of extra stuff that went differently, I guess. Um, so, but, uh, to give some better, uh, to say some more positive things, you know, it has some very good action. Uh, I, I'm glad that we got more focus for Elia because I found her interesting, so her being around more, especially considering she did so little in Unlimited Blade Works. She... She, like, shows up and fights them with Berserker initially. Then she's basically off-screen until Gilgamesh attacks her and she dies. Yeah. Um, there's that. Uh, 
we did get uh, there is uh, we got a lot more focus for Ryder. That would that was um, especially compared to Unlimited Blade Works, where she just doesn't do much of anything again. Um, so yeah, I've so on the whole, I still think I I like this. I'm not sure exactly how I'd ranked the films. I actually thought the second was the one that I found the least interesting. I think. I think I, I don't know whether I like the first or the third more. The third, this one had, I feel had more problems, but I feel it also had better, the best parts were better than the first. So I think I kind of put those together and, uh, and I put this one a little below them. Yeah, my, my favorite was the second one. The first one was probably the one I enjoyed the least but probably not the worst one because I saw it uh, I saw it subbed so I didn't get the full enjoyment out of it that I would have gotten if I watched it dubbed so probably rank them 2, 1, 3 okay I'm curious then um, because you're the only one of us to have seen all like four of, I guess you could say, the main Fate stuff. There's Fate Zero, mm -hmm. there's the original anime, there's Unlimited Blade Works, and now there's the Heaven's Feel movies. If you take the Heaven's Feel movies, like, as a whole, how would you rank, uh, in, in, like, one category, how would you rank the four um, different series? I rank Unlimited Blade Works 1, Fate Zero 2, and... I don't know. Uh, I probably put uh, original Fate Stay Night third ahead of Heaven's Feel. Um, I the the original one it I mean it was good but it, it wasn't as compelling as nearly as compelling as Unlimited Blade Works was. Okay. Yeah, I think I will watch it at some point. Maybe soon, maybe not. But I do want to see how that uh, goes. Uh, for me, I... Well, I, I never saw that, so I can't rank it. But of the ones I saw, I would put... It's a tough call between... Un, well, Heaven's Feel, I thought, was weaker than uh, Zero or Unlimited Blade Works. It's a mm -hmm. bit of a tough call for me between Zero and Unlimited Blade Works. I kind of almost feel like maybe I should watch Unlimited, sorry, Zero again to better evaluate it. Because I spent a bunch of that like being conf uh, being confused about some things and getting um, Kirei and Kiritsugu constantly mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, I think I would put Fate Zero at the highest because I feel... It's harder. Unlimited Blade Works is a little hard to evaluate because it is one of three routes. So some of the stuff that doesn't get much attention, for example, you know, got more in others. So comparing it to that, but I f feel, I don't know. I guess Fate Zero just seemed a little more consistent on the whole uh, for me. I think I would probably put that a little above Unlimited Blade Works. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I actually was kind of, I was thinking, so I was trying to think, okay, so of like the Unlimited Blade Works versus, um, versus, uh, like, um, uh, sorry, 
zero and I was like, you know, trying to think, okay, if I were to like compare all the servants to each other, how, which one did I think, uh, which ones like was more interesting in which? So I looked and I say, okay, Caster. Okay, Caster was more interesting in Unlimited Blade Works than Caster from Zero. Lancer was about the same in both. Saber was, well, uh, I think I. if we compare just those, I think she was a little more interesting in Fate Zero. Um, Berserker was about the same in both as an Assassin too, because neither of them got that much. Um, I guess Assassin was slightly more interesting in um, Blade Works. Ryder was definitely better in Fate Zero and Archer, I'd say, were kind of about the same in terms of interest. So I don't know where I ended up going with all of that or why I brought it up, but that was my thoughts on something that no one cared about. <laughs> Obviously, someone cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that closes the book on the main Fate series. We'll, we uh, probably, some of the other, there's a lot of spinoff stuff. Some of them we might check out later I'll, right now, and that brings us to what we're watching next. So we're going to be checking out two shows. Uh, first, so a while ago I had the idea, why don't we watch something like new from the season? You know, I'll, I, I'll watch like, one or two episodes of each new show, figure out which ones seem the best and tell you, and then we'll, like, try to pick one. And we were thinking based on those, and of course these are just, like, the first two episodes. Who knows? Maybe things get totally terrible or afterwards. It seemed like Ruby, Ice Queendom, and, like, Horus Recoil were the most interesting ones. So we're thinking, all right, we'll probably be getting a dub of these soon. Uh, seven week, seven or so weeks later, um... <laughs> they finally did start putting out the English one for like Chorus Recoil, even though like the Spanish and Portuguese ones have been out for more than a month. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And they still don't have one for Ruby Ice Queendom, which is weird because you think that would be one of the easiest ones to get a fast dub out on. Mm -hmm. Like you, you've got all, you don't need to cast for it. You've got the original English voice actors for the original series. And they mentioned, yeah, they're going to use all of them again. You, because this is a co-production, you'll have all the scripts ahead of time and can record it. Like, it's just very weird to me that they, that that's the dub that's taking so long. Mm -hmm. So we might go finish on that. We might not. For now, we'll be checking out like Chorus Recoil, which does seem to be one of the better received new series this season anyway, even if we're going to be a bit behind on it. And, mm -hmm. uh, also, because also, um, so Heaven's Feel, we saw it. This was a pretty serious, uh, movie. You know, there might have been a few uh, jokes, but mostly it was pretty, uh, serious in these movies. So we need, pun partially intended, a palate cleanser. So we're going to be checking out today's menu for the Emia family, a, um, a, a slice of life cooking um spin-off series of the Fate Stay Night universe. So, um yeah, each episode is only a quarter of an hour, so we're going to be watching two episodes per week. And uh we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. All right, anything else to add? Uh, no, that's about it. Okay. So, we'll be getting into all of that next week along with all the other stuff we get into with our Toonami watching 
and we'll see if those shows end up being um, good or not. And uh, yeah, I don't think I have too much else to say. As usual with the movies, I seem to say a lot. Uh, but I think that's it for now, and we will see you next week. Bye.